Water heaters are just plain dumb. They're designed to keep your water hot whether you need it or not. And that can mean lots of wasted energy. But there's a quick fix that's easy and inexpensive. Read how to install a water heater blanket when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, where we think anything worth starting is worth starting over with us. So call us. <laughs> or at least starting a new project That's with right. us. We don't judge. We just are here to help you solve those home improvement dilemmas. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. This hour... There's nothing like the smell of a fresh-cut Christmas tree to bring that spirit of the holidays into your house. But unfortunately, all of those pine needles can turn your carpet into a virtual porcupine. <laughs> We're going to tell you how to keep those needles contained as you set up that holiday tree. And, you know, all it takes is one burned-out light bulb to take the twinkle out of your holiday lights. And, man, is that annoying. It takes forever to find out where that problem is. But later this hour, we're going to tell you how to fix that problem and save you your string of lights. Also ahead, are you thinking about replacing your windows? It's a great idea. It's a great project that's going to save you money and energy. Plus, it will add a lot of value to your house. But what do you need to know before the installers show up? We're going to have an expert join us with some tips and advice on how to make sure that project goes super smooth. And one caller we choose this hour is going to win a great prize. It's a pack of locks, not a pack of dogs, a pack of locks from Master Lock. So call in your home improvement or your home repair question right now and get that free Christmas gift for yourself. one 888 Pit 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Talking cleaning with Sandra in Texas. How can we help you? Um, my husband and I have recently moved into a house that we purchased, and the previous owner had refinished the hardwood floors, and then somebody did some plaster work and has dropped either plaster or cement or book in various places on the floor, and I'd like to know how to get it off. Very carefully. If the floors were pre- were refinished, um, I think with a plastic trowel, you might have a shot at scraping some of that away. And then what you're going to want to use is a very fine abras- abrasive pad, like a scotch pad, uh-huh. and uh, try to uh, rub it very carefully using small sort of circular motions like you're buffing your car to try to get the rest of it out. You could also try some rubbing compound if you get down to having just a little bit left. And then once you're done, uh, you may find that the floor in that area is a little duller than the surrounding areas, and you could combat that with some paste wax. But it has to be has to be floor paste wax because it's not slippery. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. If you're listening on WYLL, you're in good company. Our next caller is Beverly from Illinois. What can we do for you? I have this problem. I have some hardened grout on my tiles in the bathroom. Okay. okay. And I don't know how get it off without what are the tiles well they're ceramic tiles so they're polished they're sealed they have a smooth coating no they were never sealed it was a new installation i kind of like had to go someplace and left it for like a year 
and got back to it to try to finish up this remodeling project, and it's a mess. Uh, the ceramic tile, is it a glazed tile? I don't really know that. All I know is it's kind of like a rust-looking kind of wall tile. Mm, okay. This is my first experience with tile, so I'm not very good at well, it. Well, if it's a glazed tile, that you may have an opportunity to scrape off the grout. If it's an unglazed tile... It might have sucked its way in. Yeah, they're going to be very absorbent, and that grout's just going to suck its way in, and you're not ever going to be able to find a way to get it out. Does this mean I'm going to just have to rip it all out and start all over again? Uh, if it's that bad, yeah, potentially. If it's glazed, you may be able to scrape it off. If it's unglazed, you can't because it's basically hardened now. So it's uh, you know it's not something that you can dissolve or wipe away. I mean, grout is permanent. Um, if you have grout that's in between the mortar joints and you're trying to get it out, you can use like a Dremel or a grout saw and you can grind it out. But if it's grout on the surface of the tile and you can't scrape it off because it's absorbed into it, that basically that tile is now stained. And even if you got the material off, you would have a stain that was left behind. You follow me, Beverly? Yeah, I got you. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Art in Indiana is doing some work in the bath. How can we help? Yes. Um, I am going, uh, tearing out uh, uh, some old ceramic tile over an old lath and plaster uh, wall in a bath in a shower. And I'm wondering what's the right way to prepare the wall uh, for putting the ceramic tile back. In particular, is there any type of waterproofing I should put over any drywall that I use to repair the old lath and plaster uh, wall that was underneath the ceramic tile? Are, are you taking the old wall out completely, Art? Yes, I'm going down to the, the bare studs and uh, then going back don't, with don't uh, use drywall. drywall. But I read somewhere where I should put some sort of waterproofing. Don't use drywall. Okay. That would be a big mistake. You want to use a tile backer that's called Den's Armor. Okay. There's a there's a version of uh, Den's Armor, Leslie. I think it's designed specifically for dials. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think it's I think it's simply called the Den's Armor tile backer. Yep. And it's the same principle that they use for their Den's Armor drywall, which has a fiberglass facing. Except this is really made to really take a lot of moisture, which is what you're going to get because even though you're putting tile on top of a moisture-proof product, the grout lines are still going to you know suck in a lot of water and put it to that bottom surface. So you want to make sure it's really something that can get wet. Yes. Yeah. Like. Uh, cement board or something to that effect. Yeah, and it's like that. It's right. It's a replacement product for that, but it's better. And, you know, Art, you're going to go through all the work of uh, pulling off this old tile and, and the old uh, plaster lath. You certainly want to put something on that's just as durable as what you had to, to start with. Most definitely. It's, it's, it's a major, it's it's a a major demolition, and exactly. I want it to last uh, when we go back with something new. Well, if you use the Dens product, it will last. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate it. Listen to your show, and we have quite a bit of good information. Thanks, Art. Thank you, Art. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Roofing's on the mind of Arthur in Florida. What can we do for you? Well, uh, my wife and I are in the process of purchasing a 1973 home that has a wood shingle roof. Uh, It's gone through the recent hurricanes we've had here in 2004 and 2005 with only minor repair, but we were wondering what we should be aware of in effect the pros and cons of the roof as it ages. How old is the roof now? Uh, it was in 1973, so it'd be about 34 years old. Oh, it's original to the house. Yes. So, Tom, do you think that there's any sort of wear and tear that's already occurred, especially since the wood is so old? We're probably dealing with some rot. Well, it's possible. I mean, some of the wood roofs can last a long time if they're put on properly, Arthur. 
generally it has to do with how much ventilation they get. If they're put on and they vent well so that they can dry out, then they can last, last a long time. Um, my feeling, though, is once a wood roof fails, it's probably not worth replacing because I think you're going to get... Well, I, I mean, maybe minor repairs, but when it's, when it's completely failed, it's not worth putting a second wood roof on. They were taking that off and replacing right. it with a wood roof. I would suggest to you that in the last 30 years, the technology with asphalt shingles has gotten so much better that you can realistically put on an asphalt shingle roof that gives the appearance of being a dimensional roof. It can look like wood shakes or shingles or even a tile roof well, if and it's installed correctly. Even with being in Florida, Arthur, you should be looking for something that can withstand high winds. And is it Owens Corning that makes a high wind roof shingle? Yeah, that's a good point because it, it needs to be able to stand up to high winds. And the high wind shingles take uh, winds of, I think, up to 100 miles an hour. Well, the architectural shingles did do as well down here as the metal roofs did. So. Well, the metal roofs are always going to do well. But this one uh, would, took very little repair, on the, uh, and it was inspected by a company before we uh, offered to purchase the house, and they said it was in great shape. Uh, so they had about uh, 50 cedar shingles that, that, had, that were a little bit warped, but the rest of the roof was absolutely just intact. Well, if it's minor maintenance like that, I'd tell you to continue to do that, but if the roof ever gets to the point where it, it was severely damaged or it really is wearing out and starting to add into a lot of maintenance costs on a year-by-year -year basis, I wouldn't recommend replacing it with a wood roof. At that point, I would go with an okay. asphalt shingle roof. Do you have any um, guesses on how long a, a wood shingle roof like that would last if it's put on well? Uh if it's put on well, I'd say 15 years, maybe 20. Okay. So you're well beyond that. Yeah. We are. So that roof doesn't owe you a dime, Art. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, holiday home improvement fans, still don't know what to get that home improvement fan on your list, or you don't know about a project or something going on in your house, and maybe you're not doing it right, or you want some help? Well, you know you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even on the holidays. We're here for you at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, are you pining away this holiday season over whether to have a real tree or to save yourself the mess of needles everywhere and go with a fake one? Oh, I hate to hear those words, fake well, tree. I know, fake tree. It just doesn't go together. Up next, we'll give you the solution to a problem that's been needling you all these years after this. 888-MONEY-PIT Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash universal home. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. 
To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. Some people try to fix everything themselves. What you doing, Dad? Ah, here, bud. Hold this wrench, will you? Wow. When you've got drain problems, it's time to call the Roto-Rooter professionals. Roto-Rooter technicians arrive on time, give you an accurate cost estimate up front, and they do the job right the first time, guaranteed. So the next time you have a stopped-up drain, you know who to call. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away go trouble down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. AARP is proud to sponsor the Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash universal home to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, folks, so those pine needles, are they giving you a bigger headache than the holiday eggnog? Well, to prevent needles from spreading when you take down that Christmas tree, buy one of those plastic tree bags and place it underneath the tree stand before you even begin decorating. Then you can cover up that plastic bag with your tree skirt, and when the holidays are over, just remove the ornaments in the stand, pull that bag up, and toss the whole thing outside. No mess, no acupuncture from those dried-up sharp old needles you're going to find in June and it will really be helpful and you know what sometimes make sure you get a good heavyweight bag because sometimes they're a little bit too flimsy and when you pull them up the tree pops right through but what we like to do also is we spread out a flat sheet and just sort of spread it around the tree while we're taking everything down Mm -hmm. and then once we're done we lay the tree onto the sheet and then wrap it all up and then finagle it out of the house and then shake it all out outside and you know that plastic bag can also protect your floors from uh, some over aggressive uh, watering of that tree (laughs) when it happens to spill out I know that in my house my kids love to be in charge of the tree watering. Except and sometimes they each they, water it five times a day. Yeah, they put more water <laughs> on the floor than they do on the tree. So it can have a, a, a lot of benefits using those big plastic And now that bags. you have a dog this year, Tom, you're going to notice that perhaps your dog likes to drink the tree, the tree water. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Daisy does? Yeah, a little bit. They like it. <laughs> well, we hope that helps you out. You know, some uh, talk radio shows think that you need to pay to download their broadcast, but we don't. Our podcasts are always free, just like our radio show. In fact, you can help yourself to our entire library of podcasts available at moneypit.com. And if you're looking for something, you can even look it up in the transcripts. And once you find it, you can download the show. It's all free at moneypit.com. And if you want further explanation or just some more information about something you've heard on the radio show or just something that's going on at your house, you can actually call in, as if you didn't know, you can call in your question right now at 888-MONEYPIT. One caller we're going to choose this hour is going to win a Master Lock gift pack, complete with a big red bow. It's worth $115. It's got a luggage lock, a cargo kit, a contractor-grade padlock, and a combination lock, and a Nightwatch deadbolt, which is a great safety feature for the house. The Master Lock Nightwatch deadbolt is the only deadbolt designed to prevent an intruder from entering 
entering your home, even if they have your key. It fits all kinds of doors. It replaces any brand of deadbolt. It can be installed in just about 15 minutes. So call in your home improvement question now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Sheila's fridge has issues in Florida. Hopefully we can straighten them out. What's going on? Um, I have my refrigerator. and the, the freezer part, it's like it won't even freeze my ice trays. So I don't know what's wrong with it. It's like, I don't know. Anything I put up there, it doesn't freeze. How old is this refrigerator freezer? It's not that old. It's probably like two years. And so uh, it just won't freeze the ice or it won't freeze anything? It won't freeze nothing. Hmm. And okay. how did the fridge side? up there in... Within two days, it's still not frozen. Nothing's freezing. Okay. And you've checked the thermostat? Yeah. It sounds like it may have a leak in the refrigerant line. If it's not cooling enough, you may be losing a refrigerant. And that could be either a repair or replacement issue. Did it ever freeze or did it just... Oh, yeah, it did. When I, like when I first bought it, I mean, it froze. You probably have a leak in the refrigerant. You're going to have to have a, a refrigerator repairman check it and check the refrigerant level and make sure that it is uh, pressurized. Because if you get a small leak, it could take some time and that refrigerant could leak out. And if that's the case, it's just not going to get cold enough. The other thing that could go wrong is the compressor. But if you've got some temperature, it's probably not it. It's probably more in the in the, in the uh, cycle of the refrigerant. Well, even if you wanted to sort of self-diagnose, there's a great website called repairclinic.com. You can put in the type of refrigerator that you have, and it'll give you a queue of sort of questions to say, they'll lead you to, like, what's going wrong with this? And you say, freezer does not work. And it can kind of recommend you perhaps parts that might be done that need to be replaced or certain items that'll help people you, you know, sort of establish what might be going on and see if you can't fix it on your own. Nothing's nicer than relaxing by a cozy fire, which David in Iowa wants to do. And how can we help you do that? Well, what I'd like to know, I have a a townhouse. We have a pre-way zero clearance fireplace in here, and we've had some problems with it. And I'd like to know uh, what's the best way to replace it and keep the cost down as as low as possible. What kinds of problems are you having? Well, uh, just this uh, last fall, this is about 18 years old now we've had this and uh, we built a fall this fall a fire this fall and we had some strange odor coming out it smelled like it was kind of getting hot funny smell and i had it, i've had it clean i have it clean periodically with a, a chimney sweep and uh they didn't find anything like a small hole and we're having some problem with uh, you know rust or something like that and uh you know we're just looking like what do we need to do with this and and try to replace it but i don't want to well you know you may have come to the end of the useful life on that um are do you have gas in this house uh, yes, we do. Because the most efficient fireplace today would be a direct vent gas fireplace. Um, if you use a standard fireplace, whenever you use that fireplace, you're basically using all of the combustion air inside your house, and it would be air that you paid to heat. It's getting sucked up through the fireplace and, and, and sent outside. You know, I saw a, a new, very high-tech fireplace at the uh, Remodeler Show this year in, Octo- in October that I was very impressed with. And it was made by Renai. You may know Renai because they're the world's largest manufacturer of gas appliances, and they're best known for their tankless water heaters, which are which are very efficient. Right, right. But now they have uh, combustion, seal combustion, gas fireplaces that have a seven-stage gas burner, which is pretty cool because it basically operates off of a thermostat and only delivers as much heat as the thermostat calls for. And they're very, very efficient. They cost about four thousand dollars, 
Um, but they're completely sort of a package deal. They're zero clearance. They'd probably fit in, in pretty much the same space. You'd have to have a pro install it. Because it's zero, because it's direct vent, you probably don't even have to go up through the chimney or through the vent pipe all the way to the roof. You can go through an exterior wall, um, which is if, if there's one to the back of it. But I thought that it was really well done, very high efficient. The burner on it, I was looking at it, it looks much like a condensing furnace. Uh, which is the 90-plus efficient furnaces that are used to, to heat homes. Well, the, with a, a fireplace like I've got now, would it, could, it, could an answer be put in that and be as efficient or not? Well, it'll be more efficient. Okay. It'll be far more efficient because it sounds to me like you have a standard wood-burning zero-clearance fireplace right now, which means every time you light that, it takes the heat from the house and uses it as the combustion air. Well, it does, have, it does have an outside exit that draws in cold air from the outside. Well, that will help. That definitely helps. But the sealed combustion direct vent units are the most efficient gas fireplaces out there. Do they work with a fan that puts uh, heat? Yes, they do. Out? Yep, and they and they have a, a thermostat that controls them. So you basically set it and then walk away. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Robin, Illinois, you're next to the Money Pit. What can we do for you? I have an old house built in 1952. has radiant heat with copper half-inch flexible copper tubes all over the inside of the walls and inside the concrete floors. Okay. I want, to, I want to do some remodeling that involves knocking out some windows, putting in bigger ones maybe, moving some doors or making sliding glass doors where there's a window now. Okay. I'm concerned about where these copper lines might be in the walls. Uh, the wow. question is, is there a service that can come out and detect these somehow and plot for me where they are in my whole house before I start tearing things apart? Uh, a couple of things come to mind. Um, first of all, Radiant pipes in the wall would only be plumbing lines that are supplying upstairs zones. The, the plumbing would be in the floor, which is where the heat would come through, and then they would run through the walls upstairs. So I don't imagine there's a lot of them in the walls. To find um, plumbing pipes as well as electrical pipes, some of the more sophisticated stud sensors that are available today... We'll seek out electrical. And, and pipes, and, and metal pipes. So the, the better stud sensors today can sort of reach into the wall so to speak, and actually see those pipes. The other way to do it, if you were convinced that there were heating pipes in the walls more than just supplying upstairs and downstairs, would be to get somebody in with an infrared camera. Um, an energy um, evaluator would have an infrared camera, and you can actually see the warm parts of the walls with an infrared camera. You'd see exactly where those pipes were. Are you talking about the services like utilities provide when they come out for free and tell you where leaks are around here? Exactly. exactly. Yep, exactly. What is that, an energy audit? Yeah, so those are a couple of ways to do it. By the way, radiant heat is fabulous. I mean, it's, it's a great, great system. It's nice to have that warm, toasty floor. All right, well, good luck with the project. Well, installing energy-efficient replacement windows, it's a great way to save money and energy, but you might be wondering exactly what an install involves. Well, if you're confused or concerned, don't worry. There's lots of homeowners that feel the same way, according to our next guest. We're going to talk to a window installation expert on what you can do before the crew shows up. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one 888 Now, sometimes we talk about small projects on the Money Pit. Sometimes we talk about big projects. And you know what? Usually we like to talk about how to make big projects easy for you. We've got a guest standing by that can help you do just that when it comes to windows. Yeah, and windows can be a big project or a small project. And you've heard us say it before here at the Money Pit that installing energy-efficient replacement windows can save you big bucks on your heating and your cooling costs. But what exactly does window replacement involve? Well, many homeowners are confused and concerned about what to expect during the actual install. The folks at Simonton Windows have heard it all from homeowners asking if birds or animals will be able to scoot in their windows while they're being replaced to wondering whether or not they should turn up the AC so the installers will stay cool. And that's, that's very a, considerate. That's a very considerate homeowner right there. Well, there are some guidelines that you can follow that will make the installer's job go more smoothly and hence your project more successful. Here to tell us all about it is Bill Laser, the Senior Brand Manager for Simonton Windows. Hey, Bill, welcome to the program. Tom, Leslie, thanks for having me and Simonton Windows on your show. Our so they pleasure. really think Swiss cheese house birds flying through the windows? You'd be surprised the comments we get, yes. If the homeowners have never gone through this particular remodeling project, there's all kinds of questions that come into their mind, and that is one of them. Well, I think education is, is uh, so important when it comes to a big project like this bill. So what's uh, some of the things that, that the homeowners need to be aware of before they engage a, w- a window contractor and everyone comes to the house and, and starts this project? What's the, the first thing that a homeowner can do to make it go smoothly? Well, I think in any relationship that you have, uh, especially with a remodeler, communication is the key. So keep in mind that uh, you're going to have a, two, a, a team of people in your house uh, you know, moving to and fro both inside and outside. So do some common sense kind of things. You know, give them plenty of space to work. You know, remove the window treatments, uh, clean areas out around, put your breakables and, and valuable things away so that uh, they don't accidentally get knocked over. Uh, just be courteous and give, give them some space, space to work. That would be the initial thing to do. Well, you're saying communication is key. Do you recommend ever to consumers to sort of back it up in writing, even all the logistics as far as, you know, will you clean up and take the stuff, or can you sort of take folks on their word? In this, in this society, it always pays to cover your bets and everything. I would certainly double-check the paperwork against the windows that you get when you get the, uh, your order in to make sure you got what you paid for. And everything that you can put in a contract up front makes it that much easier for you and the contractor or installer when it comes time to question it. So if, if, is clean-up part of the deal or is it not part of the deal? Most uh, contractors and installers will certainly take your windows away. But, you know, unless it's specified in the contract, uh, that may not occur. So it would be wise to do that up front and protect yourself. Bill, let's talk about uh, the process of installing a replacement window. I think that many consumers, when they think of a window replacement, envision that the siding has to be removed from the house, the walls have to be taken down, and it's really a very disruptive uh, project. But the technology employed by companies like Simonton makes this actually a lot simpler. Can you talk about how the windows are constructed and built to fit right inside uh, existing openings? Well, today's technology, we certainly have the ability with our vinyl window replacement products to uh, custom size every one of your windows so that it fits exactly inside the hole in your house. That doesn't mean that there might not be a piece of siding or two taken down to accommodate some extra trim or some finished material, uh, but with uh, the way we measure and have uh, today's technology with vinyl, we can certainly custom build every window that goes inside your home. Yeah, it's all, custom is almost a misnomer today because t- custom is the norm. I mean, it, it's That's almost... That's true, a, especially for remodeling and retrofit projects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the standard sizes are, are really uh, um, aimed toward new construction. 
That's correct. Where you have uh, the ease, of, it's certainly easy to change an opening in, in when it's in that stage. Well, let's talk about uh, the things that you might want to get out of the way. We talked about furniture and stuff like this. I think it's also a good idea to get uh, you know the kids and the pets uh, separated from the, from the contractors and kind of secure and lock down the house before they get started. Send them over to your aunt's and uncle's house. Give them something to do during the day. And, by the way, probably get the, the husband out of the way, too. Get I was going to say, <laughs> if you've got somebody... Get him out of yeah. the way and let the contractors and installers go ahead and do their work. I was going to say, like, if you've got somebody who's really interested in home improvement, get right. them out. Because we recently had a little bit of work done on our bath. And I was fighting myself to not be up there every five minutes. Because I'm like, hmm, I want to see what's going on. I want to know how it's going. But you need to step away. It's like, we, we, charge, we charge you this much for the job. We charge you extra if you help. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's another consideration too, and that's simply safety of of, of both the people who sure. may be interested in watching, or and, and the installers and contractors themselves. So, it's best to let the professionals do their work and stand clear. What about uh, what about the weather? I mean, is it okay to start a project if you don't have a solid eight hours of clear weather? Can you do these um, jobs in, in in smaller increments? Oh, absolutely, you can, and that's something else that you should probably uh, detail in your contract up front. Uh, many contractors are perfectly suited to work it, it both inside and outside during wet or stormy weather, but it may not be conducive to your house, and you may want to get that spelled out in your contract uh, before any actual work begins. However, you know, you're not going to have a whole house full of windows that are exposed to the weather. People are going to come in and re- replace one or two at a time in, in an orderly and strict fashion. So It's not willy-nilly windowless home hour. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, this is a great time to think about putting in energy-efficient replacement windows because the Energy Tax Credit Program gives you a, a cash-back bonus, so to speak, for doing that job right now. Yeah, I believe it does run out this year, and that's a very good point. If you're going to spend the, the uh, uh, amount of effort to investigate what windows you need and, and upgrade your house, certainly look for an Energy Star-compliant window. Uh, take a look at, uh, at vinyl windows that are uh, virtually uh, uh, maintenance-free. And uh, certain, you, know, you have the opportunity to beautify and upgrade your home, too, for, from an energy standpoint. Good advice. Bill, before we let you go, how often should folks think about replacing their windows? You know, people move into a new home, and uh, the windows are the last thing they look at. But if you, after about uh, a couple of decades, uh, most people move within uh, probably 10 years now. But the lifetime of, a, of an average window is probably about 20 years. And then you start to notice uh, uh, leaks and moisture around the window, you start to notice uh, that it doesn't operate nearly as well. So uh, e- even though the IG unit will, will probably last a little bit longer, uh, you're, you're probably starting to get to the threshold of, of good performance around uh, a unit. So about two decades. Bill Laser from Simonton Windows, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you want more information or for a free homeowner guide to replacing windows, you can call them at 1-800-SIMONTON or log on to their website at simonton.com. All right, folks, are you one bulb short of a string of lights? We're not saying you're silly, but we know what's going on. We're going to tell you how to fix broken Christmas lights. You know how angry they make you. And we're going to help bring that twinkle back to your holiday decorations next. Money Pit! Failed to complete the do-it-yourself plumbing repair or don't have the time to even try it? Well, let the trained pros at Roto-Rooter bail you out. Whether you have a clogged drain or a plumbing problem, Roto-Rooter is the answer for your home's piping system. You'll receive great service from a company that's been trusted and recommended since 1935. For local service, call Roto-Rooter at 800-942-ROTO or schedule online at rotorooter.com. Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away go troubles down the drain. Not all services are available at all offices. Mold is in your house. Chances are it's breeding behind your walls. 
In fact, it's been estimated that 70% of all homes could have mold in their wall cavities, particularly when moisture is present. Fortunately, there's an ingenious new way to fight the problem. You see, until now, drywall had paper on both sides, and mold eats paper, which is why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you are building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universalhome. Hi, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Buying or selling a home can be overwhelming. It's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. They can check for structural problems and examine all the important systems. It's also a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. For more information, please visit ASHI.org. A public service message of the American Society of Home Inspectors. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Roto-Rooter. For all your plumbing and drain cleaning needs, whether it's a small job or a big repair, request the experts from Roto-Rooter. That's the name, and away go troubles down the drain. Call 1-800-GET-ROTO or visit roto-rooter.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Okay, so you pulled out the lights. They worked fine last year, and now they're busted. Well, if you have a broken set of light, you might be tempted to replace them because they're often so inexpensive. But you can avoid making a trip to the store during that time of year when you're already strapped for cash because you're buying so many presents by checking the lights. And not to mention parking. Yeah. Well, to find the missing or broken or burned out bulbs, you can check the strand from end to end by looking for visible damage or blackness. All right. To find a loose bulb, you can tap each bulb to see which one flickers or causes the strand to flicker. Or you can unplug and check the wire at the base, as well as the bulb for any damage. If it's damaged, replace it. Otherwise, plug that light back in securely. To find and replace a bulb in a string of lights that's not lighting up at all, use a bulb that you know that works already and plug it into the first socket on the strand, then go down the line. Replace each bulb with the one that you know works from the previous socket until the whole strand lights up. It takes a little per- Persistence, but it's going to do the trick. 
Well, not only do we save you money here on the Money Pit, we also like to give you tips to make you safe. So in our next e-newsletter, we're going to give you three ways to make sure your holiday lights are not a fire hazard. You know, fires can ruin the holiday plans of thousands of people every year or worse. So we'll tell you how to make sure your decorations are safe. If you don't have the newsletter, why not? Sign up. It's free at moneypit.com. And while you're there, email us your home improvement or home repair question. Or you can call in your question right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. Somebody is always standing by, and one caller we're going to choose this hour is going to win a prize that's going to keep you and your family safe and sound all year long. It's a Master Lock gift pack. It's worth $115. It's a pretty big prize. It's going to include a luggage lock, a cargo kit, a contractor-grade padlock, a combination lock, and a Nightwatch deadbolt. And the Master Lock Nightwatch, it's the only deadbolt that's designed to prevent an intruder from entering your home, even if they have the key. So it's a great prize. It's going to keep you and your family safe. It's easy to install. If you call in your home improvement or your home repair question right now, you could be the winner. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Sandra in West Virginia listens on WCHS. What can we do for you in your house? Um, yes, I am curious to find out what type of paint you use to repaint a countertop. What is your countertop made out of? Formica. Why do you want to paint it? Because it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, has it already been painted, or is it something that you want to do fresh on it? Something I want to do decorative to improve the color in my kitchen. Well, the answer is no I, kind of paint. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't paint it. There are a ton of other options you can do. You can easily relaminate an already laminated countertop. There are so many different, there's Laminart, there's Wilson Art, a whole bunch of different companies that make laminates, and it comes in so many different finishes, choices. I mean, each company has about 100 different choices. And what you do is you would just use a laminate cutter to cut these to the appropriate size and then use a contact cement and you could adhere it right to the top of your existing laminate countertop. So for a few dollars, you're going to get something that's very, very durable, brand spanking new and easy to do on your own. You just have to be careful about adhesion. You want to make sure it's properly lined up before you would stick it down to the old one. Or you could tile on top of that, but I wouldn't paint. Oh, well, wonderful. Well, Leslie, I did want to tell you, my husband absolutely loves you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that's great. Tell him I say hello. Oh, I certainly will. He's so jealous of me already. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sandra. Thank you. Have a good day. Sandra, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Michael in Alabama's having some toilet issues. It's just not flushing. Tell us what happens. Well, it's like sometimes I have to flush it more than once to get everything out of the bowl. How old is the toilet, Michael? Uh, the house is 20 years old. So it's probably not a low-flow toilet. No, it's, I don't think so. Well, there must be an obstruction somewhere. Is is it only happen with this toilet, or does it happen with all the toilets in the house, or do you just have one? I have two, and main it happens with one. Well, okay, a couple of things. Um, we have really small children, so. Okay, so do you think there's a chance they could have flushed something down there? Either that or put a bunch in and then tried to flush it. Well, if it's a low-flow toilet, then then the design of it is such that sometimes that happens. If there's an obstruction, the only way you're going to get to it is if you snake it out. Now, with a toilet, um, the obstructions can be in one of two places. It can be in the in the built-in trap, which is accessible if you take the toilet off the base, or it can be in the line itself. If you run water through the is this this toilet that flushes slowly, is it in um, the same bathroom with a sink and a tub? Yeah. Do you have any slowness in the sink or the tub when they drain? No. Because it's going to be going to the same drain itself. 
then I would say it's more likely to be in the toilet itself, and you might want to do a little investigation here and pull it off the base and take a look. It's not that hard to do. You turn the water off, disconnect the water line, remove the toilet bolts, and, of course, take the lid off so it doesn't fall off, and then flush it so it drains all the water, and then tilt it up. And you can look right under it into the trap of the toilet itself and see if maybe one of your kids threw something down there. I actually had that happen to me, and it, uh, it was a little tricky to diagnose, but once we found it, it was all set. Okay, so the best way to do it is just... Take it all apart and then look in the trap itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's the kid saying, I, t I shoved my toy telephone <laughs> yeah, down Dad, there. Dad, I tried to tell you that. <laughs> Dad, I was telling you. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, we're going to reach into our Money Pit email bag to answer a listener's dilemma about her noisy heating system. Why are her ducks clanging and pinging? We're going to tell her next. Sounds like the ducks have the holiday spirit. <laughs> Too much eggnog for them. <laughs> you live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So you can call in your home improvement question to one eight 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 Money Pit, or you can jump on our website at moneypit.com. Click on Ask Tom and Leslie. Lots of you do every single week. We get back to as many people as we can. And now we're going to tackle some of those emails in today's edition of the email bag. All right. Well, our first one is from Nancy in Prior Lake, Minnesota, who writes, When our furnace turns off, it begins a series of cooling off, I assume, that causes the ductwork to ping and clang. It's very, oh, Basically, it's making noise, and it's annoying her. What That's could right. this be? Loose duct connections, and how do you trace and fix a problem like that? Um, actually, it has a word. It's called oil canning. You know when you take a, a, a soda <laughs> can and you sort of bend the, uh, or an oil, it needs to be oil cans, but when you take a soda can and sort of bend the end in and sort of ping it back out, yeah. basically what's happening is the metal is expanding and contracting. And it happens for, for two reasons. It happens because of the heating and cooling. and also happens because the ducts are either pressurized and depressurized. Because think about it, when you turn the, the blower on, the ducts are pressurized with all this air pressure. And if there's any weakness, they're going to sort of pop out or sort of pillow out. And then what happens when the blower goes off, they snap back. Now, the way that's corrected, have you ever seen on the side of metal ducts, it looks like they've been crimped in like an X pattern. Yeah. It sort of puts like a diamond pattern. It's almost like baffled. Or... Yeah, that's right. And that, what that does, Leslie, is it makes the deck the duct stronger. It reinforces it structurally. Can that be done to duct work that you already have? No. No, it can't, but there are other tricks in the trade. What you can do is you can take a piece of angle iron or a piece of um, bent galvanized metal, and a, and a duct uh, installer can do this. They can make like a bar and um, actually screw it to the side of the duct to kind of give it some rigidity if they can identify exactly where that is. But that has to be done in those areas where it's sucking itself in and popping itself out. Yeah, usually it's close to So you've got to, to observe it. It's usually close to the furnace. Because that's where the pressure seems to be the worst. And, you know, when it goes up into the walls, it generally is not an issue. It's right usually right near the furnace itself. So you've got to identify where that is, and then that will solve the problem. All right. This one's from Timo in Lansing, Michigan, who writes, My one-car garage is slanted. As you face it, the left baseboard is rotted. And I think this is the reason for the slant. How do I fix it? 
Mm, well, I, it's probably not the reason for the slant. It's probably an effect of the slant because probably what's happened in Timo is the water that's getting probably dripping off the car and just washing into the door is probably running down that slab and striking that baseboard on the side, and that's what's causing it to rot out. So it's not causing it, but it's probably the effect of it. Now, the cement slab is not something to worry tremendously about. It's usually not connected to your foundation. Very unusual to have a monolith of pour where it would be. So really what happens is they build the foundation, they uh, smooth out the ground, tamp it down, hopefully, and then pour the slab. But nine out of ten times, they don't tamp it down correctly, or they don't, hey, maybe they have some fill in there that's organic, like tree trunks that rot out. And then what happens is that gets sort of uh, rotted away, and then the slab settles because of all the action on top of it, and that's why it slants. So it's mostly visual, not structural, and the rotted wood, well, you just got to replace it. All right, Timo, not such a terrible thing. Add that to your to-do list. Okay, up next, do you need a facelift underfoot? Leslie has the lowdown on how to add new life to your carpets in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Well, are your wall-to-wall carpets looking a bit like a Sharpay? You know, that super-duper <laughs> wrinkly dog. You know what I'm talking about. Well, loose or wrinkled carpets can be remedied with something called restretching, and that's going to tighten the material and remove all those wrinkles, which, you know, are dangerous because those areas that are bunched up of the carpet, they can be huge tripping hazards. You can get your foot stuck on them. You can trip over them. Just not a good idea. And the restretching is a technique that's going to prolong a carpet's life because loose areas tend to speed up the wear and tear that the carpet takes. So get it nice and tight and enjoy that carpet all over again. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.